What if you found out the sky was falling? Would you tell anyone? Would you be scared? Maybe even a little. Chicken? Ow! It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. Something really big is going down. What's that noise? Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Sorry. Nervous eater. Hey there, all of you D-heads, and welcome to another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, from DisneyBlue.net and SRSounds.com. I am your host, Jonathan Johnson, and once again this week we have a fun, penny-pinching show for you as we invite the one and only, my all-time favorite comedians and voice actors, Alan Young, to the program. Alan has been in the spotlight with his old-time radio show, he has done a variety of voiceovers over the years, and he has brought to life some of the most notable characters in Wilbur on Mr. Ed, and also the one and only Scrooge McDuck. And Alan's going to stop in and chat about his career doing Scrooge and also his one-time voicing the one and only Mickey Mouse. We have Disney Entertainment News, a winner for our Princess and the Frog Blu-ray combo giveaway. So before we jump into things, I do want to mention that Disney On Demand is brought to you by DisneyBlue.net exclusively on srsounds.com where it's all Disney music all day long and SR Sounds is proudly sponsored by Magical Journeys where you can book your next vacation to the Walt Disney World Resort and meet Scrooge McDuck yourself. So book your next magical journey at magicaljourneys.com. So without wasting another magical minute, let's kick off Disney On Demand by welcoming all of you Disney D-heads to this week's show. Sorcerer Radio. SRSounds.com. Complicated about the way we live. We're all here for each other. Happy to give. All we have, we share. And all of us, we care. So come on, welcome to our family time. Welcome to our
Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music. All Disney music. All day long. SRSounds.com. Give me your present yet. What is it? What is it? <laughs> Close your eyes. Oh, 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 oh no. No peeking now. 
Disney On Demand with Jonathan Johnson. Ooh. On Sorcerer Radio. Okay, I'm convinced. SRSounds.com. like to make it home or a healthy fish with the big backbone. I'm Abraham DeLacy. Giuseppe Casey. Thomas O'Malley. O'Malley the alley cat. I've got that wanderlust gotta walk the scene gotta kick up highway dust feel the grass that's green gotta strut them city streets showing off my clad yeah telling my friends of the social elite or some cute cat I happen to meet that I'm Abraham DeLacy, Giuseppe Casey, Thomas O'Malley, O'Malley the Alley Cat. I'm king of the highway, prince of the boulevard, duke of the avant-garde. World is my backyard So if you're going my way That's the road you want to see Calcutta to Rome Or home sweet home in Paris Monofiki you all I only got myself And this big old world I sip that cup of life with my fingers curled. I don't worry what road to take. I don't have to think of that. Whatever I take is the road I make. It's the road of life. Make no mistake for me. Yeah, Abraham DeLacy, Giuseppe Casey, Thomas O'Malley. O'Malley, the alley cat. That's right, and I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music, all day long. It's hip, it's cool, it's the best station on the block. SRSounds.com. All right, welcome back to the program, and that was Welcome from Disney's underrated and awesome gem in Brother Bear, Dancing, a catchy rhythm from the Walt Disney World Resorts, and Thomas O'Malley from the Jazzy Aristocats. Now, pushing on, let's get right into some Disney entertainment news for this week. And in the 1990s, Bob and Harvey Weinstein reigned as kings of independent film with films like The Crying Game with Miramax Films. It became a gold standard of independent movies, and Disney moved in and bought up Miramax Pictures. Now, in a position they are hoping to to regain, they want to strike a deal to buy back Miramax from the Walt Disney Company. Now, Disney acquired Miramax back in 93 for about $60 million. And at Disney, the brothers ran their stride. They pumped out tons of commercial hits like The English Patient, Goodwill Hunting, Kill Bill, getting tons of Academy Awards. And in 2005, when the Weinstein brothers left Disney to strike out their own company, 
it was valued at almost $2 billion. Yes, beyond what Disney ever thought it would. And in the wake of the brothers' departure, however, Miramax really toned down. They pulled back a variety of the pictures as the independent flair and, I guess, what the audiences wanted really pulled back. And now the wine scenes are said to be offering about $600 million to buy back Miramax from Disney, which currently has Miramax on the plate. So definitely you want to stay tuned for this one, and we'll have to wait to see what happens next in the bidding war and where Miramax is finally going to lie. Now, moving from the independent realm to the widely popular Apple's iPad, Disney, ABC, ESPN, and Marvel are now going to offer new applications and content for the Apple's iPad. Yes, you can get all new applications that are going to enable users to watch full episodes of ABC programming, and Disney is going to launch new interactive books exclusively for the iPad, and ESPN is going to have the Score Center. Marvel Comics is going to be on the iPad as well. There's going to be over 500 of Marvel's greatest titles, including Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Spider-Man, and the Hulk all part of the iPad. Now, Disney Publishing Worldwide has built two original Toy Story read-along applications for the iPad, both combining Disney stories and unique activities with cutting-edge technology. And each Toy Story read-along is an immersive multimedia experience, and the books are going to feature video from the feature films as well, karaoke, voice record features, and tons of voices, including Tom Hanks and Tim Allen reprising their roles from the Toy Story films. Now, they're going to have a variety of these apps. The Toy Story app is absolutely free, and the Toy Story 2 app is $8.99, and it comes with a one-month free subscription to DisneyDigitalBooks.com. That's where you can get all of the Disney digital books on hand right there. You can read them, have them for your kids, and really make it a fun, interactive experience exclusively from the iPad. Now, speaking of technology and those less off from us, the Walt Disney Company announced that it will contribute $1 million to the China Youth Development Foundation to help rebuild schools devastated by the powerful earthquake in the Western Chinese Providence. Yes, on behalf of the Walt Disney Company, they extended their deepest condolences to the people of China and hope that their contribution can help children and families affected by the terrible earthquake, spoke Robert Iger, president of Disney, when he was visiting Shanghai. Now, taking the fast track to the future of Tron, the Hollywood Reporter has revealed that lost writers and executive producers, Edward and Adam, who have worked with Disney's highly anticipated Tron legacy, have now been asked to begin writing a sequel to the studio's reinvented franchise. Now, although Legacy itself is a continuation of the original 1982 Tron, the project has been given the confusing working title of Tron 2, which suggests that the team is working on their way to a trilogy, which would actually bring the number of Tron films up to a series of four. Now, you know, I can't even explain it. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. But let's just hope, first and foremost, Tron Legacy lives up to what everybody is hoping for. Now, as for filmgoers, it will be a 3D-filled holiday season when Disney is going to release the Rapunzel-filmed Tangled in 3D on November 12th. And we're going to have Alan Menken stopping in here before Tangled even premieres to discuss his working on the music for the Tangled film. And that's going to be followed later on on December 17th with Disney's Tron Legacy. And these are all going to be released in digital 3D. So there's a lot of things happening within Disney Entertainment, all of you D-heads. I mean, seriously, I love your emails, keeping us, letting us know what's going on keeping us in the loop and uh, anything that you come across as well and I think it's going to be a fun entertainment year for Disney I think it's going to be a big year for films you have Toy Story 3 Tron Legacy I mean Tangled how can you forget that one as well there's just going to be a lot of good things on the entertainment front at Disney so a lot is happening in the entertainment world of Disney so stay on your toes because I don't see it slowing down anytime soon for 2010 
Now enough of my chatting it up and giving you all the entertainment news, and let's get back to some Disney tunes as we prepare for the one and only Scrooge McDuck, Alan Young, stopping in very shortly. So let's head on out on a boat and enter the journey of Swiss Family Robinson. Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music, all day long. SRSounds.com Just 
so we can live together in this happy place. Your host, Jonathan Johnson, on Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. My name is Francis Marion. I fought the British Redcoats in 76, hiding in the Carolina swamps by day and surprising them with swift strikes at night. They called me a tricky swamp fox, so a swamp fox I became. Swamp fox, swamp fox, tail on his hat. Nobody knows where the swamp fox at. Swamp fox, swamp fox, hiding in the glen. He runs away to fight again. I fire a gun, the birds take wing. Their startled cries a signal clear. My men march forth to fight the king and leave behind their loved ones dear. Swamp fox, swamp fox, tail on his hat. Nobody knows where the swamp fox at. Swamp fox, swamp fox, hiding in the glen. He runs away to fight again. We had no lead, we had no powder, always fought with an empty gun. Only made us shout the louder, we are men of Marion. We had no cornbone, had no honey, all we had was continental money. Wouldn't buy nothing worth beans in a pot, roasted ears and possum was all we ever got. In a foreign land Their hearts are far across the sea They never try to understand We fight for home and liberty Swamp fox, swamp fox Tail on his hat Nobody knows where swamp fox at Swamp fox, swamp fox Hiding in the glen He runs away to fight again Swamp fox, swamp fox Tail on his hat Have you heard of E-Ticket Time? Uh, no. You can tune into E-Ticket Time every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sorcerer Radio to hear your favorite Disney ride-throughs. But I don't want to go on this in space. Calm down, Junior. It's just ride audio, not an actual ride. Oh, yeah, I knew that. It's E-Ticket Time, only on Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. 
Hey there, I'm back, and I hope you enjoy the Swiss polka from the Disney film Swiss Family Robinson. It's also featured in the Swiss Family Treehouse found at the Magic Kingdom, and also the new take on a beloved classic with Small World, and who could forget Leslie Nielsen as the one and only Swamp Fox. Now pushing right along with some Blu-ray and DVD news, today, new to DVD, you can have those youngins in your home all ready to go with Handy Manny and the Big Race. Now this is the newest installment of the Playhouse Disney show. Now, although I do have to admit that every time I hear Manny, all I can envision is Fez from that 70s show. I cannot get past that at all. Now, also coming to DVD is George of the Jungle Films once again. Coming up is a two-pack DVD collection with George of the Jungle 1 and 2 coming to your homes May 11th. And Starstruck from Disney Channel's original movies is also coming to DVD on June 1st. Now, let's talk about Blu-ray. First off, let's give you a little bit of Blu-ray news that has nothing to do with Disney. It has officially been released that in 2011... All six Star Wars films are going to be coming to Blu-ray. So hold your horses for that one and uh, ride Star Tours and enjoy the Star Wars weekends as much as you can because I'll be holding out for that Blu-ray collection. Now, speaking of June 1st, the fantastic day for Blu-ray, as Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland is hitting Blu-ray June 1st as well. Now, it's coming as a combo pack, including the Blu-ray plus DVD plus a digital copy of the film. Now, the special features that included are Finding Alice, and this is a featurette. That includes Tim Burton's visions for the characters, the differences from the book and Disney's version of Alice, and how she evolved both as a character and an actor through the adventure of Wonderland. The Mad Hatter. Now, I know many of you out there are going to enjoy this one because it's where audiences are provided with a deeper look into the world of the Mad Hatter. You can check out Johnny Depp's early sketches, makeup, costumes, and how they digitally enhanced his eyes. Affecting Wonderland, a behind-the-scenes piece on different technologies used to create some of the most beloved characters in the film, including Tweedledee, Tweedledum, and the Bandersnatch. The Futter Rackin' Dance. Now, the Futter what? As they put it, you can check out the making of the timeless dance called the Futterwacken, and this is a BD exclusive. They have the Red Queen, the creation of the Red Queen from start to finish, including early Tim Burton sketches, showcasing costume designs, makeup, digital effects, and once again, these are all BD exclusives. There's the time lapse, sculpting the Red Queen, the White Queen, an interview with Anne Hathaway, who's no stranger to the Disney crowd, with the Princess Diaries 1 and 2, who plays Wonderland's Good Queen, about her character's journey through the process of the film, and scoring Wonderland with Danny Elfman. Yes, Danny Elfman is going to discuss the music that he has done for the film, as he always composes Tim Burton's wonderful films. There's the stunts of Wonderland, making the proper size, cakes of Wonderland, and Tea Party Props. Now, the Tea Party Props is going to offer teacups, saucers, cakes, and more with Prop Master Doug Harlocker, giving you an overview for all the props used to bring the famous Tea Party scene together visually. Now, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this film, and I'm looking forward to it on Blu-ray, where I know all of it is going to be a visual delight. Blu-ray is going to make this thing shine. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a spectacle for your eyes and ears, and it is going to be the Tea Party of the Year. Now, I'm looking down at the phones right here, and I see that Alan Young is on the line. So before we head off to speak to the one and only Scrooge McDuck, Wilbur, and even one of the Havishams in Great Mouse Detective, I want to announce the winner for the Princess and the Frog Blu-ray Combo Pack. Now, last week I announced how you could enter to win your combo pack of the film from Disney On Demand. And the winner of the contest this week 
is Michael Jankowski. Congratulations, and we'll send out all your information and confirmation email once the show concludes this week and we get a chance to sit down. We'll shoot you that email, and you can claim your Princess and the Frog Blu-ray Combo Pack. So now I'm going to give all of you D-heads one more contest for this week, and I do want to thank everybody that took the time to enter last week's contest. Now this week, if you go to the Disney On Demand page found on DisneyBlue.net, you're going to find the details on how you can win the Great Mouse Detective package. Now this is going to include the Great Mouse Detective DVD just released, remastered on DVD and the now shelved original soundtrack to the film. This is with all the original music, the overture, the memories, the score, and even Vincent Price's memorable so long farewell solo act on it so go check out all the details on disneyblue.net where it's always magic and high definition and where you can play our world famous listen to a disney movie player and i also want to thank srsounds.com once again for bringing disney on demand to all of you d heads every single week and be sure to visit the message boards and all the station djs at srsounds.com now with that you know what you're all tuning in you're on the edge of your seat I'm going to leave you with some Disney tracks, and of course, i got to toss some DuckTales in there as we welcome Alan Young to the show very shortly. And I'll be back in just a magical minute with the one and only Alan Young. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music. All day long. SRSounds.com Show you the world. 
change, excitement. Ha, ha, ha. time. 
Already? Oh, would you look at that? Is that for you, laddies? Actually, it's for you, Uncle Scrooge. Ah, for me? It's from Santa. Really? Should I open it? Yeah! Oh, it's what I've wanted since I was a wee lad in the Highlands. You got a bad box. Yes, he finally made it on his Santa's good list. Mission accomplished. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music. All Disney music. All day long. SRSounds.com.
It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans out there, we are back with another installment of Disney On Demand. And with us here this week, it is a very special week here at the show. I am super excited because we have none other than, I guess, uh, think Mr. Ed. Think Scrooge McDuck. Think anything that you could possibly think of with the name Alan Young attached. And we have none other than the man himself, Alan Young, here on the show. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thanks, Jonathan. I'm glad to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure having you on. You know, I'm a longtime fan. Um, I may be young, but I'm a longtime fan of everything, including the Alan Young Show, the old-time radio series. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, I love listening to that stuff. Uh, you know, it's a pleasure having you on. You, m- you must have been young then. <laughs> I was probably in the negative numbers, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I still love listening to it now. I listen to old-time radio all the time. But uh, for all the Disney fans out there who, uh, you know, aren't familiar, of course, you are the one and only Scrooge McDuck. But before that, you were Wilbur on Mr. Ed. You had the Alan Young Show. Um, I guess, tell us, how'd you get started into doing what you do? And, of course, leading up to those, uh, uh, I guess, these... Uh, series that have been passed down from generation to generation? Well, I, I started at the age of, uh, gee whiz, 13, uh, and then just kept on in radio from then on. You know, and, uh, you know, and I guess it, it must have been successful because, you know, like I said, you did the old-time radio shows and uh, the whole serials and all that, and then that led up to Mr. Ed, of course, which uh, was bigger than life itself. I guess, was it big at the time? Um, well, it became big. It, it clicked right away, thank goodness. <laughs> and um, we stayed there for quite some time. Now, uh, when it comes to Mr. Ed, of course, you know, playing Wilbur, everybody loves it. Um, was there any moment on Mr. Ed that was just your favorite, you know, going to the studio, you know, doing your weekly show? Is there any one thing that just is your absolute favorite about doing that show? Well, um, oddly enough, I just, because somebody tuned into it and said, Alan, you got to see this. It was uh, when Mr. Ed played the Dodgers. <laughs> and Ed ran around the bases all by himself. <laughs> and the sight of this gorgeous animal with his white mane flowing in the back and, and, and nobody surrounding him. He just ran around the bases all by himself. Now was he uh, slid home, but he didn't do that by himself. <laughs> Was there a lot of handlers on the set of Mr. Ed for, I guess, uh, Ed himself, or? Was well, it was just just the one. Uh, he had he had a few anglers to help out, <coughs> but um, this was Lester Hilton. He was, I guess, the premier large animal trainer in Hollywood. He broke in with as a worker for Will Rogers, a famous uh, comedian. And uh, he, but he did the whole thing himself. Well, now uh, I guess you know upon the culmination of Mr. Ed. You know I'm a big fan of Mr. Ed. You know I grew up watching it in reruns and uh, thoroughly enjoy it. Now uh, uh, you know leading up to that, you've done a lot of other things. Like I said, uh, you know going back, even you have the Alan Young show. I guess how did it feel to have your entire show to yourself with your name on it? I, I was not crazy about radio. I because I would make funny faces and people would laugh at that. And when I get home, they'd say, what were they laughing at there? <laughs> I've been doing something silly. <laughs> so I figured, um, and I didn't like just telling jokes, which I had to do in radio. 
So when television came in, I was really happy. And, uh, you know, and television took to you, and you've done a lot of different things uh, since then, of course. And one of the, I guess, uh, one of the perennials, uh, one of the generational gaps, of course, is Scrooge McDuck. And I know all the Disney fans out there are waiting for us to find out. You know, you got involved, you got doing Scrooge McDuck. And, of course, uh, one of the little-known facts, of course, is you did Scrooge McDuck and Mickey Mouse on the 1970s Mickey's Christmas Carol LP. I guess, how did that come about? Well, um, I had, uh, I'd been doing the Smurfs um, uh, before that, and a, a friend of mine who worked at Disney said, Alan, you wrote for radio, didn't you? And I said, yes. He said, could you do me a favor? Could you write a thing called Mickey's Christmas Carol using some of the people in it and do the voices? So I got a friend of mine who had a... <clears throat> He could he could produce shows, and so I wrote Mickey's Christmas Carol, thanks to uh, the original writer, and uh, <coughs> we we recorded it at the studio. I did Mickey, and uh, Scrooge McDuck, and one other I forget which other one, and uh, we made this record for Disney's, and they liked it and they they sold it very well. So that from then on, uh, they decided to started a thing called DuckTales. And oddly enough, I was sitting with a radio announcer getting made up for a stage show we were doing, and I heard him doing this Scottish accent not very well. And he turned to me and said, Alan, you're Scottish, aren't you? And I said, well, yes. He said, could, could you help me with this? So he gave me the script, and it was my script that I'd <laughs> written for Mickey's Christmas Carol. <laughs> and I called up Disney Studios, I said, gee, can I try out for this too? And the fellow said, well, we didn't think you'd want to do it. And I said, my goodness, of course I'd like to do it. So I tried out for it, and I got the job. And that was that. Well, and now, you know, generations upon generations, I mean, doing Scrooge McDuck, how does it feel to be such a staple within the Disney community? And, of course, you know, uh, being part of this iconic character that has been passed down to generation to generation. I mean, you know, everybody seems to, you know, love Scrooge, and uh, DuckTales was really a good launching point, uh, launching point for it. And uh, I guess, how does it feel to be part of that? Oh, it feels great. It, it's, um, number one, it's a clean family type of show which I like and uh, it doesn't hurt anybody it's just nice humor I think I I'm very grateful to be a part of it now, uh, you know, of course, you know, doing Scrooge, now you've done Scrooge all the way up until even uh, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas uh, just recently as well, so you're continuing to be Scrooge McDuck yeah, and I love him <laughs> so there we are. is there any parallel there to uh, Alan and Scrooge? Is there any uh, kind of uh, parallel there, or is he just an alter ego? Well, I'm not a tightwad. <laughs> I'm careful, which is what Scrooge is not. Scrooge isn't a tightwad. He's, he's what the Scottish call canny. <laughs> he's really canny. Uh, well, that means careful. Now, uh, uh, when it comes to you know a, lo a lot of the voices you've done, because other than Scrooge, a lot of Disney fans out there might not know that you've done a variety of other voices, including the Great Mouse Detective, the Smurfs, uh, you were part of the Flintstone Family Christmas, Scooby-Doo. Um, really, uh, do you really enjoy doing a lot of the fun, family, wholesome, doing voiceover work you oh, know, for yeah. a lot of that? Uh, number one, uh, you don't have to memorize anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just go in there and 
sit there and they give you, sometimes they give you a photograph of the character they want, and you sort of make, you look at that photograph, or the drawing rather, and you make up your own voice to fit that drawing. And, uh, you know, and when it comes to that, you know, you're, you're creating these characters and, you know, doing this, like you said, you don't have to remember anything, you don't have to memorize anything, but you definitely bring your own flair and your own character to it. And uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, it takes the same amount of skill acting-wise to pull that off as well, correct? Well, yes. Also, uh, they may hand you a script and you just build a voice character that you think might fit it and the, the artists are standing in the control room and they're listening to you do it, and they may be making notes of the way you look when you do it. So, so they create the door, the, the character, the back door. They, they reverse it. They create from the voice. Now, uh, when it comes to doing a lot of the voices and the voiceover work, um, I guess, other than Scrooge McDuck, because, um, of course, that is an all-time favorite, is there any other voice that you just have the best, fondest memory of uh, doing in terms of voiceover work or character-wise or whatnot? No, I, I, um, I've done a lot of voices, and I, and I, and I didn't know what they were, what they were for. I, I realize now that I played a grandfather on uh, the Chipmunks. What, what is it? It's yes, and Alvin and the Chipmunks? Yeah, yeah, that's it, Alvin and the Chipmunks, yeah. I haven't heard it, but uh, I did the, ca the character of the grandpa. <laughs> well, right, and recently they just re-released The Great Mouse Detective on DVD, and there you played uh, one of the Flavershams as well uh, on that series as well, and then uh, you were part of the Smurfs. So you just went in there blindly, and some of them you just didn't even really, really, really realize uh, what you were recording because you were doing so much voiceover work. Well, no, the Smurfs, I knew what I was recording because they, they said to do a character... You have to create it. So I, he was a farmer, so I made him a New Englander. <laughs> and uh, that I enjoyed doing very much. I enjoyed them all. Now, you know, other than doing the voiceover work, you are an accomplished actor as well, and you were in a series of films, a variety of different things. I mean, even including stuff like Beverly Hills Cop and, you know, cameos on TV. Um, you know, I just, do you love getting behind the camera, uh, you know, even today just to, you know, get out there and, and get that acting bug out? Yes, I have bombed in many pictures, <laughs> and some I've enjoyed. One I, I made recently hasn't really been released yet. I'm waiting for it to come out. Maybe it'll escape instead of being released. But uh, we made it a couple of years ago. But I enjoy, any actor enjoys acting. I, like most actors, I enjoy the stage more than anything. Right, well, probably because of the interaction. You know, you're doing it live. You have the audience participation right there. There has to be an adrenaline rush with uh, doing the stage. Absolutely. Um, I love an audience, and, and uh, that's the first thing you learn as an actor. I never took any lessons before in acting, but one thing I learned is you've got to love your audience because they ain't going to love you very much <laughs> if you don't. But uh, it's that camaraderie between the audience and the uh, artist. Right, yeah, that's the last thing you need is the audience to uh, uh, start booing and uh, making it harder on you to finish. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Thank goodness I haven't had that yet. Oh, well, who could, right? And, uh, you know, and, and you, you know, I guess it seems in today's society as well, you know, live theater is really thriving and making a huge comeback, which I think is fantastic. And I'm sure, you know, actors and veterans like yourself just really see that as a good thing. Oh, it's lovely. It's wonderful. It, it gets the adrenaline going, and uh, it's exciting. Now, uh, when it comes to, 
uh, you know, I guess your entire career, looking back and everything you've done, uh, I guess in terms of highlights and everything that you've worked on throughout the entire career, is there one, I guess, just the absolute one project that you've worked on that just has the best, fondest, quirky, funniest memory? Well, Jonathan, I haven't finished yet, so I can't say <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. I hope I haven't. I don't know. Maybe I have. Uh, gosh, uh, there's so many things that I w was fond of. Uh, in, in a live television show, every week I fell in love with some character I was doing. Uh, I guess I'm most grateful for the character of Wilbur because I fell in love with a horse. <laughs> and... and uh, Although it didn't star me in any way, shape, or form, I enjoyed it so much because that animal was... I love animals anyway, and I'd never been around horses. In fact, I didn't much care for them. They had hard feet and they could step on you. But working with Ed, I fell in love. Right, you know, and uh, that's one of those staples that is, I guess, is going to be around forever. I mean, you can't help but just sing along to the theme song, and that's a long-lost art in itself, is theme songs for television. Yep. And, yeah. uh, you know, you can't help but sing along with that, and uh, I have to say, aside from Scrooge, you know, Wilbur is probably one of the uh, fondest memories of yourself as well for me, growing up, uh, having you in my uh, living room every single week, watching the reruns and everything. Well, it, it makes you respect the show when you hear that the children are getting a kick out of it, and, and, and we, we tried to make the show so, um, I don't, I don't want to say pure, I don't want to be like that, but we, we tried to make it in, inspiring a little bit for kids. Right, you know, good good old-fashioned family entertainment is never going to uh, die, and you can never go wrong with doing something that is good for the whole family to watch. You know, I enjoy that now with my children, sitting down and watching something together, and I guess before I had children, I really didn't get that, and, and now it's, you know, I completely understand. There's just a thrill and an excitement with watching their eyes really relate to the characters. Yeah, well, I loved it because all of, uh, all of the... The lines that are encouraging were given to Ed. I mean, to hear a horse say, honesty is the best policy, you know, it, <laughs> it is lovely because it really resonates. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, the, some of the best things with Ed is, you know, I love the the props that they used as well with, you know, the large glasses and oh, everything, yeah. and everything else. You know, you, you gotta love uh, seeing a, a a horse, you know, using oh, things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, I guess. In terms of what you're doing now, you know, you're continuing to act. Like you said, your career is still going. You're still going strong. Uh, you know, what can we expect out of the future of Alan Young? I don't know, but I hope it's funny. <laughs> I'm sure it will be, you know. Um, you know, if it's anything like the career that it's led up to so far, I can only expect better things to come from it you know it's uh, thank you you know like I said it, I've been a longtime fan and uh, I'm sure that's coming across to all of our Disney listeners out there and uh, you know like I said uh, everything from the old radio series all the way up until Scrooge McDuck I've been a fan and it's been fantastic in terms of speaking with you and talking with you and uh, um, you know can we expect uh, any more Scrooge in the future oh I'm sure and, and uh Really, listening to you and talking about the things, you've made my day. Or I should, you, you've made my week. Thank you. <laughs> well, it was our pleasure having you stop in. And, you know, any time you ever want to talk or reminisce about anything that you've done in your career or any upcoming projects, 
definitely give us a call, and I'm sure all of our listeners would enjoy it. And uh, like I said, uh, myself, just growing up, I mean, I have a list of things that you've been involved in that's just been part of my life from Mickey's Christmas Carol, Mr. Ed, Alan Young Show, the ABC Weekend Specials, um, you know, even doing voices for Ren and Stimpy, (laughs) (laughs) the Cat from Outer Space, the Smurfs, Great Mouse Detective. I mean, uh, you know, in some way, shape, or form, you know, Alan Young has kind of been in there <laughs> throughout me growing up. Oh, Jonathan, thank you so much, and thanks to your audience, too. It was our pleasure. Thank you once again. Let's see. Macduff owes me. <laughs> I owe McDougal. <laughs> ah, money, money, money. The only thing that counts with me is money. The only thing I'm counting on is cash. The happiest time of day is when I put my coins away, lock them up, bolt the door and dream about moustache. As a philanthropic fella, I'm a failure. But as a miser, I'm a smash. The only thing that counts for me is M-O-N-E-Y. You see, the only thing I'm counting on is cash. The only thing that counts for him is money. Money! The only thing he's counting on is gold. Uh-huh. Nobody could exceed this individual for greed. Scrooge is cheap, what a creep, his heart is leaving home. They tell you that you cannot buy contentment. Oh, but that philosophy is trash. The only thing that counts with me is M-O-N-E-Y. You see, the only thing I'm counting on is cash. The only thing that counts with him is money. Money! The only thing he's counting on is gold. Nobody could exceed this individual for green. Scrooge is cheap. What a creep! His heart is me. That you cannot buy contentment. Oh, sorry, but that philosophy is trash. I didn't mean it. The only thing that counts for me is M-O-N-E-Y. You see, the only thing I'm counting on is cash. Cash money. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music. All Disney music. All day long. SRSounds.com. Oh, nephew, what do you want? Tis a work day, you know. Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge. Humbug, I say. Bah, humbug. I'll tell you what Christmas is. It's just another work day. And any jackanapes who thinks else should be boiled in his own pudding. But, Mr. Scrooge, is it your intent to work on Christmas? Right. You keep Christmas in your way, and I'll keep it in mine. It's the Tiki Room Morning Show Under New Management. I'm Al John. And I'm Kristen, and we'll be broadcasting live from Walt Disney World. So it's going to be an all-request show. So don't forget to send those requests to trms at srsounds.com. And check out our live Ustream. <laughs> I never... <laughs>
We'll also be streaming from inside the park, so we'll also be streaming from inside the park, so don't forget to check out the chat room at srsounds.com and visit the forum for the latest news and updates from Walt Disney World. It's a Tiki Room Morning Show under new management live Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern and replays Sunday at 2, all times Eastern. No one gets you closer to the magic than Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com. This week's review is Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Because of Disney On Demand's guest Alan Young, we decided to feature a film showcasing his recent work as Scrooge McDuck. Before we go on, I just want to discuss who the main reviewers of the movies are. The main movie critics in our family are our two children, our son, age seven, and our daughter, age five. Due to their limited language abilities, they don't really sit and critique the movies, but we can gauge how good the movie is based on their enjoyment and attentiveness, and all, and also how often they will watch the movie again, and again, and again sometimes. As parents, we will often sit down and watch the movie with them so we can share their enjoyment, but also so we can have an idea of what they are watching. That's how we get our movie reviews. Now back to the review. Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas was released to DVD in 2004 and is a sequel to Once Upon a Christmas. It was released straight to DVD and VHS, which shows how old this movie actually is. Do you even remember VHS? I don't. Well, based on the title, it's reasonable to assume that the theme of this movie centers around Christmas. The movie has five different short stories dealing with Mickey and his pals during the Christmas season. Here you will have all of the popular Disney characters, from Mickey, Minnie, Daisy, Donald, Scrooge McDuck, voiced by Alan Young, today's guest, Donald's three nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, Goofy, Max, and Mickey's faithful companion, Pluto. The first short story is Bells on Ice, and features the Disney Bells Minnie Mouse and Daisy Duck, as they both compete in an ice skating contest. The competition brings out the worst in them, but their friendship is able to bring them back together. The next story is Christmas Impossible, featuring the whole Duck clan, which includes Donald, his nephews, his uncle Scrooge McDuck, and Daisy Duck as they spend Christmas evening at McDuck's mansion. The nephews realize that they're not the type of children who would be on the good list, rather on the naughty list, and so they set off to the North Pole in hopes of changing Santa's mind. With those three, nothing ever goes to plan, but in the end, they learn that giving is more important than receiving. The third short feature is Christmas Maximus that features Goofy and his college-age son, Max. Max is coming home for Christmas with his girlfriend to introduce her to his father. Always a scary event. Max just wants a low-key Christmas, but that is never the case because Goofy wants to make it special for Max in his own goofy way. In the end, Max learns to appreciate his father, and they enjoy Christmas Eve as a goofy family. This part is told through a really nice song. The fourth story features Donald again. Donald just wants to stay home and enjoy a nice cup of hot chocolate, but finds himself dragged out of his house to do the last of his Christmas shopping. Accompanied by Daisy and the three nephews, Donald finds himself packed off to the mall. Donald's temper gets the better of him, and he throws his famous meltdown in the mall, much to the disappointment of Daisy and his family. 
But in the end, Donald remembers the Christmas spirit and successfully helps to bring that spirit to those around him. The last short features the famous one of the bunch, Mickey Mouse, and his faithful dog, Pluto. In this short, Mickey is upset with Pluto for ruining his Christmas decorations. Mickey banishes Pluto to his doghouse outside, but Pluto instead starts on a journey that ends up at the North Pole with Santa's reindeers. Mickey realizes that Pluto is gone and starts a heart-wrenching search that ends up with a request to Santa for the return of his friend. These are all very good stories for children to watch, and for ours, it doesn't really matter if it's Christmas season or not. This is not a classic hand-drawn animation, but rather a 3D computer-generated animation film. In fact, it was the first time that these famous characters were featured in this 3D format. Our children like to watch the movie, and it has some really good messages about Christmas and remembering others and showing kindness and love. It's also a well-loved DVD that we try to bring out each year during the Christmas season. Although it initially came out in 2004, we've seen it on sale every Christmas through 2009. If our children were going to give it a rating, they would both give it about one thumb up. If you're looking for a good Christmas story that features Disney, you can't go wrong with Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Thanks for listening. This is Rachel from Mouse Travel Tips Podcast, a mouse-sized podcast packed with Disney travel tips. Enjoy your night at the movies. Disney On Demand. So all of you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. We would like to extend our thanks to the one and only Alan Young for stopping into the show. And now for the rundown, you can always find out more about Disney On Demand and Disney Blue at DisneyBlue.net, where it's magic in high definition. There you can find our world-famous Listen to a Disney Movie Player, Blu-ray reviews, news, and extended interviews with all of our guests that you hear here each week on Disney On Demand. And once again, that's at DisneyBlue.net. You can always contact me at SRSounds.com on the message boards, in the chat, and also on Facebook at Facebook.com Disney Blue, on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Disney Blue, Skype at Disney Blue, and that's all Disney Blue, B-L-U, and on AOL Instant Messenger at RFR Podcast. And you can always leave your magical memories and voicemails on the Magical Memory Voicemail found on the website as well. So until next week, we'd like to thank SRSounds.com once again. And remember, if you were a child growing up in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, Alan Young has most likely been there for you too. So have a magical week in high definition. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music. All day long. SRSounds.com. How pleasant. Bobbing along. Bobbing along on the bottom of the beautiful briny sea. What a chance to get a better peep at the plants and creatures of the deep we glide far below the rolling tide serene through the bubbly blue and green it's lovely bobbing along bobbing along on the bottom of the beautiful briny sea what if the octopus, the flounder, and the cod think we're rather odd? It's fun to promenade, bobbing along, singing a song on the bottom of the beautiful briny sea.
lovely bobbing along, bobbing along on the bottom of the beautiful briny sea. What a chance to get a better peep at the plants and creatures of the deep. It's grand when you're dancing on the sand. Each glance bubbles over with romance. It's lovely bobbing along, bobbing along through the water where we get along swimmingly. Far from the frenzy of the frantic world above, two beneath the blue could even fall in love. Bobbing along, singing a song. On the bottom of the beautiful briny sea, bobbing along, singing a song. On the bottom of the beautiful briny, shimmery, shiny, beautiful briny sea. Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Presents Disney, Disney on the demand. demand with your host, Jonathan Johnson. <laughs> 